in the San Francisco water supply. But you guys eat ass, right? It's not a big deal. Make some noise for Tommy Feldman! Another public services announcement. Make, don't forget the uh, donations here. All right. <clears throat> Thank you. All right. How's everybody doing? Everybody good? Everybody have a nice holiday? Yeah. Took the family to Disneyland. Uh, no jokes about that. I just want to let you guys know that I did take my family to Disneyland. Um, <clears throat> so... Um, so uh, I'd like to start off with a little bit of good news. Okay. Uh, I just found out that I was rated the funniest person in the East Bay. Yes, by my seven-year-old son. Yeah, he said it was pretty close. It was between me and Ms. Murphy, his uh, second grade teacher. He said, uh, <clears throat> but Dad, you tell poop jokes, and she doesn't, so uh, nailed that competition. Uh, but, uh, <clears throat> you know, it occurred to me the other day that I haven't really done any jokes about my wife yet. Would you guys like to hear a joke about my wife? All right, the, the guys are like, yeah, the girls are like, oh, maybe not. Okay, so my wife is Japanese. Thank you. And uh, there is this stereotype of Japanese lady, ladies as being really into cuteness. Uh, in Japanese, they call it kawaii, right? Uh, and I have to tell you, that is absolutely tr true. Um, my, my, my wife and I are together, we're walking somewhere, and she'll see a puppy or a kitten, and she ha she'll have to stop immediately and try to pet them. She'll be like, I love him. But my wife also has a dark inner samurai that comes out, especially when she's angry. Like when one of my children forgets to flush a number two. She'll be like, You stupid. So both of those sides exist. Um, so, uh, yeah, I do have uh, three children uh, together, and I have to tell you that uh, it is expensive. It's not easy raising three children, you know? We do what we can to save money, you know? Like, uh, when we go to a restaurant, we go to places that specifically offer kids eat free, which is clearly targeted at the parents, right? Because if you're a kid, let's face it, every meal is kids eat free, right? Uh, because, you know, eventually they're like, Dad, I don't want a kid's meal. Okay, son, what do you want to eat? Um, the most expensive thing on the menu? Okay, exactly. Sure, son, okay, fine, here you go, you know. Um, but um, I think that, uh, you know, over time, kids, they, um, you know, they start to, uh, where was I going with that joke? Um, uh, so, where was I on that? One second. Okay, let's, let's get straight to the dollars, to, to uh, the, the next joke, which is about Sweden. Okay, I was gonna say that uh, kids, because everything, everything that kids get is, they get to them for free, right, okay? Kids get, uh, not only, as I mentioned before, free food, but they also get free healthcare, free education, and free college if they're lucky, right? So, where's the Sweden connection? They're like little Swedish socialists, except maybe not as blonde on average, all right? Now, about Sweden, I actually have been to Stockholm, and I can tell you it's a very nice place to visit, all right? Uh, they have um, very sensibly designed buildings. The, uh, 
The signage is all in Swedish and English. Um, and the food is delicious, really not that expensive. Kind of like if they made IKEA into a massive theme park. That's Sweden. Now, uh, speaking of IKEA, um, I do like to shop at IKEA, but um, I also sh like to shop at the dollar store. Does anybody else like to save money at the dollar store? Yes? Okay, what do you guys like to buy at the dollar store? <laughs> what? Cars? They, they, oh, okay, like the Hot Wheels, the dollar Hot Wheels? Yeah, those are, uh, those are not really Hot Wheels, actually, but... Um, <laughs> My son will tell you that. Um, no, my, the fa <laughs> the, my favorite thing I like to buy at the dollar store is greeting cards. I mean, why pay $5 at the Hallmark store for a greeting card, right? When you can pay a dollar, right? Okay, this guy knows. He's bought, he's, he buys them there. Now, it's, and it's not like the person's going to care, you know? It's not like, you know, they're going to go, uh, Dear Uncle David, happy birthday. What? A dollar? Get out of here with that noise. No, they're not going to do that. Now, little known fact, sometimes they offer two greeting cards for a dollar, 50 cents. Can you believe that? When I'm at the dollar store and I see that, I just buy everything that they have there. I don't even care what the greeting card says. You know, um, I got like half a dozen happy Kwanzaa cards back at home and I don't even have any black friends. Uh, yet, yet, yeah, I'm working on that. All done already? Okay. Very exciting. Uh, this man is proof that Muni used to have a listener. Make some noise for Rachel D. Woo! Damn. All right. You know, right off the bat, I just have to say that, uh, guys, if you, if your first correspondence with me after I friend you is a wave, I'm defriending you. Okay. It's like your mom didn't teach you how to use your words. Right. I just. There is, there is nothing less attractive than a virtual, hi, right? So I've got a lot of defriending to do lately, I guess. Yeah, I'm divorced, and uh, my ex was a real straight-laced kind of guy. You know, he liked to follow the rules. Like, he uh, expected me to not cheat on him, Yeah. Yeah, so I've been single for a while now, and I'm starting to get the hang of it. I really am. Uh, like, I've, I've definitely built up a good tolerance for roofies. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's fun to pretend like I haven't, though. Yeah. That's a good time, yeah. Uh, what else? My, my dad just heard my bit about how I'm not the favorite sibling, I'm not the favorite child, right? And he called me up, and he was like, Honey, I just want you to know that you are my favorite daughter. Which is great, honestly, because now I'm really looking forward to seeing, meeting this loser sister that I've never met. <laughs> right? <laughs> Thanks, Dad. That was funny. Yeah. Uh, Valentine's Day is coming up. Uh, fuck Valentine's Day. I'm just, I'm not a fan. I just, I'm uh, not a fan of holidays in general. I just feel like it's like another opportunity for us to celebrate capitalism. Uh, Valentine's Day, right? Uh, we're gonna, that's the one day where you get to, I don't know, I hate, I hate romantic shit. I was, fucking hate it. So, so, all right, but, uh, I'm, I'm just so much not into, I don't even like a rom-com. I really don't even like a rom-com. There's not a rom-com. Well, there's one rom-com that I do like, uh, Scarface. Yeah. 
seen this one. I just really want a guy to love me as much as Tony Montana loved his cocaine. Right? And, and then share it with me. Um, yeah. Valentine's Day has reminded me of my superpower. You guys can give me any romantic situation and I will suck the romance right out of it. Okay, like Valentine's Day. Gentlemen, what do you give your ladies on Valentine's Day? Roses and chocolate, right? All that makes me think about is that, you know that 70% of the world's chocolate is picked in West Africa by child slaves? Right? That's hilarious. No, I bet you that makes your dark chocolate a bit darker. Right? Yeah, yeah. So what are you handing us on Valentine's Day? Withering, dying plants and the blood, sweat, and tears of children, right? Just makes me think of marriage. Um, see? Very romantic. Very romantic. Uh, I, uh, oh, fuck. What else? Did I, I am a mom, and my kid is always giving me shit about the fact that he doesn't have siblings. And I have to remind him that that's his fault. Yeah? And, you know what? Just... Besides that, you know, he was 10 pounds and two feet when he was born, really. So that, I gave birth to a toddler. Um, and anyways, he does have siblings, okay? They're just in heaven looking down on him. Yeah. I love to end on an abortion joke, so I'm just going to go ahead and give this mic right back to Warhol. Thank you. I'm Rachel D. You know, actually, my mother told me after I turned like 22 that I wasn't a mistake. <laughs> Peter Bomer. Hey everybody, what's, what's going on? Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm 24 years old, I'm getting older a little bit. Anybody here relate? Yeah. Hi, everyone is getting older. Okay, good jokes, sweet, we're cooking. Uh, yeah, and I used to think when I was younger, I used to think that as you got older, you get more freedom, right? But that's not true, because as I've gotten older, there's fewer things I could do now. Like, I hit a point recently, I can't frolic in public anymore. <laughs> Anybody? Yeah, it's, I used to, when I was a kid, I could frolic in public whenever the fuck I'd want, and everyone around me would be like, oh, look at that kid, he's so happy, you know, good for him. But now, I'm six foot four, 220 pound white dude, and if I frolic in public, people are frightened. <laughs> I did this the other day. I was just having a good day. I listened to a song that I was particularly fond of. I walked up to a crosswalk, and I gave it a good frolic. I went, ha-ha! And that's not even like a full frolic, you know? That's just like a skip, a glorified skip, really. Um, but the lady next to me went, ha! And she shielded her child from me. So, you know, it's too bad. It's too bad. Uh, I'm a big guy. Describe my dimensions earlier, so you guys know that. Um, I know I'm a big guy, though, because sometimes, most of the time, you meet people. Uh, you meet people, and they'll be like, hey, you know, nice to meet you, or whatever. Uh, sometimes, uh, as a big guy, if you meet other dudes, they won't say, nice to meet you, or whatever. They'll, they'll go, hey, big guy, and then give you a high five or something. And I think it's interesting, because that's really the only, like, physical attribute you can call out to a person. Like, you're always looking at everybody. You know what everybody looks like, but you can't say, be like, hey, what's up, Mexican guy? How we doing? And even if I, like, got too big, you know, because I'm, like, not fat. I'm not unhealthy. I don't feel offended when people say big guy. But, like, if I became, like, really fat, nobody would be like, hey, big guy. I'd be like, hey, nice to meet you, Peter. Like, need help with anything? 
All right. Uh, sweet. I, I used to work on a golf course. Yeah. Uh, golf, that's that sport. Uh, it's, if you're not familiar, it's basically just a really expensive walk in the park uh, with a lot of rules and where everyone in the park's wearing khakis. Uh, fun sport. Uh, I was a golf caddy. Those are the guys who are the children who the park walkers pay to wear a silly little bib and then carry their stuff for them while they walk around the park. So I thought it'd be a fun job. You know, I kind of had a, like a good idea of what it means to, you know, a bunch of guys hanging out, smoking cigars, cracking jokes, having a good time. It seemed fun. I thought it'd be like the movie Caddyshack, but it was not. It was more being a golf caddy is a lot like being a stripper, I found, because um, most of the jobs just keep an old men company. Let them complain about their wife and kids, uh, <laughs> telling them how strong they are, you know? <laughs> you get paid mostly in tips, and uh, in either field, if you really work hard and be the best you can be and reach the top, then you'll be working for Tiger Woods. <laughs> ah, ah, okay. I told that joke and somebody came up to me afterwards, they're like, hey, I think this is kind of out of date. Tiger Woods, the whole Tiger Woods stuff was a while ago, and it's like, yeah, what do you think he's been doing ever since he lost his wife and got bad at golf? <laughs> strippers, strippers, prostitutes too, I would imagine, but that's not what being a golf caddy is like, so I left it out of the joke. <laughs> yeah, um, Jesus, Louisa, oh, I thought I would take that longer. Did that, did that seem like I went too fast, or was I, fine, oh, I get the light, that's perfect timing. Cool, that's good to know. Uh, I wrote down, I wrote down toothbrush spit, is that funny? All right. <laughs> All right, fucking killer. Okay, best joke. Thanks, guys. Um, he's too tall. I can't top that. Michael Luxgrove. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Let's keep it going from uh, Mutiny Radio. Uh, yes, yes. Let's keep it going. You, you guys believe in global warming? Yes. Let's keep it going for how terrible global warming is. Saying it as a Russian, I'm crossing my fingers in my back because uh, I really want global warming. It just sounds very appealing uh, to me. I just want Red Square to look like West Hollywood with all the uh, palm trees, pretentious girls in yoga pants and denial. I really want global warming because I need to know if Russian girls are hot. <laughs> now there were so many layers, it's like you're going on a date with a super burrito. Might be too much sour cream. Also, I'm really, I'm really bad at breaking the ice. See, 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 see. I told you. Uh, I know that I live in America long enough because I developed uh, white guilt. Uh, first month in, a guy at the bar was telling me that how my ancestors uh, colonized America, and I'm like, did it? Do you think Russian did it remotely from Siberia, like blackmailed Columbus? You gotta do it, man. Or it tell everything about the hooker. We would do it ourselves, but we can't because we're stuck here in the snowdrift. Yeah, come on, Russian, Russians are the nicest white people. Yeah, they didn't do anything. They didn't, they, they're most innocent. Well, Facebook, Facebook doesn't count. It's not, it's not our fault, you gave it to us, right? It's like, um, it's like not our fault that Americans like fake news. That uh, Hillary is having sex with octopus was shared one million times. Almost as many times as uh, Justin Bieber's new video. Uh, dating is really hard uh, because for me because Russians are not popular in America. 
if you're French, it's easy. It's romantic, right? She'll be like, oh my God, he'll take me to Paris. If you're British, it's exotic because they'll be like, oh my God, he must be really good at pulling out with all their Brexit experience. But when I say I'm Russian, just look into my eye and change the email password. Last girl didn't even text me back. The night before, she even asked me, Michael, do you need my phone number? And I, I'm now like, nah, don't even bother. I already got it from the iCloud. Uh, Facebook is addictive. Let's keep it going for how addictive Facebook is. Woo! Oh, we all like Facebook. Yeah, uh, Facebook is addictive. Um, and I, I don't know. I just end up scrolling Facebook. What I was gonna say, never mind. I mean, if I if I didn't use Facebook and if I, instead of Facebook I wrote joke, I wouldn't have four Netflix specials by now. Uh, but the way I quit Facebook, I just sign up to these pages: uh, ugly spiders, uh, fat rats, my ex's mom, and now it works so well. I don't want to scroll anymore. I just immediately close my Facebook app and go back to Reddit. Um, was it two minutes? One one minute? Two minutes? Ah, oh, two minutes. Nice. I have two minutes. So I have enough time to to embarrass you guys with my jokes. So uh, how's it going? Uh, what, what's your name? Sorry. Uh, I'm Regina. Uh, what? Regina. Uh, Regina. Is it the Russian name? Uh, what, what kind of name is it is for you? Um, <laughs> <laughs> China? China? Regina? It sounds like regime, right? <laughs> That's why it sounds like a Russian, uh, Chinese name or a Russian name. That makes sense. Uh, I like it. I like it. So uh, what, what do you do? Um, I am a relationship coach. Uh, what? Relationship coach. Oh, I wouldn't hire you because I don't have any relationship. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. You have, for sure. I'm always open uh, to a new relationship. By the way, nice nails. Yeah, yeah. So I don't have any relationships, and I yeah. Uh, but if I have, maybe I'll, I'll hit you up. Thank you so much, guys. Mark Norrie, ladies and gentlemen. Why? That's not how the list was. Uh, oh, this is the guy that said, don't have me on my own mic. Yeah. I love that. So I just started a new open mic in Daly City. And very first day, I'm still trying to get good with the bar owner, you know? Like, you want to set a good impression, have the first up on my go well. I went, I talked to a few good comics. I'm like, please, I need you to come. Kill for me, I need this. It didn't exactly go that well. Um, a lot of people bombed. And then at one point, I was super nervous, and Warhol decides to yell out, more charisma, or less charisma, capital. <laughs> Which is a good heckle, right? It's a good heckle. But I'm still trying to set a reputation with this bar owner. So I was here earlier, Warhol comes in, and I come up to him and I say, hey, I feel like you have no animosity towards me. Right off the bat, I just wanted to know, I don't think you're trying to fuck with me. I think you're trying to be funny. But please, I'm trying to build a reputation 
with this bar, not right now. I am trying to build the reputation with this bar owner. Let me do it. Let me do it by myself. You don't need to fuck with me. I ain't never fucked with you. I only ever been nice to you. Ah, uh, see, I'm getting last. I'm not even trying to be funny. I'm already having a fucking bad day. Y'all know me. I like to sit out here. I like to fucking participate with y'all, and I'm sitting in the back fucking shaking. Because I've already, I've had a bad fucking day, and shit just sets in my brain, and it just doesn't want to leave. This is almost as tense as the rape podcast. <laughs> I remember that. That was the first time I ever hosted. Everybody left, and then I said, we have the least sensitive room in San Francisco right now, everybody. So give it up. Still one of my favorite jokes I ever told. This isn't even my set, and I'm bombing. And that's fine. I got the light, I'm pretty sure that's about two minutes in. Makes sense, it's not my set. I don't know why you didn't want to follow the list. I feel like some people come here. Tell us more about your feelings. I am. Some people come here to try and work on their comedy, and you're like intentionally making that harder for them because you think it's funny. Um, which is fine. Being funny is great, but I would rather see people be successful through their own hard work and not be fucked with. So I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I hope y'all have a good rest of your mic. It was tense before I got up here. Oh my God. That's beautiful. I love Capital because I gave him a compliment at the end of his mic and he's been dissecting my compliment for weeks. You told me. I will not do it again. Don't worry. It's okay. Um, this is very exciting. And now another person who likes to sabotage my hosting. Mark Neuer. Uh, make it loud for your last comic, and Warhol. I see it. Thank you. Uh, I'm just going to get into my set and then handle my business afterwards. Can we agree? Can we agree with that? Are you guys down? Big Sonoma gang gang in the house. Um, <laughs> where are you guys from? You for Sonoma. Sonoma. That's a, I don't know where that's at. I said Sonoma gang gang. They said crickets. <laughs> I'm from Ripon. I'll still rep. I'll fucking tattoo on my forehead. You know what I mean? I represent your district, dog. I've uh, I have a lot of religious friends, um, which sucks because I'm not religious. I always come to them with my problems. And I'm like, have you talked to God about this? And that's just another way for Christians to say, I don't want to talk to you right now. <laughs> like, no, I'm serious, Mark. Be serious. Can we be serious? Just be serious for a second. Have you really talked to God? I'm like, yeah, I've tried. I'm not his favorite guy. I'm not. We, you know, some tension. He said, well, you should try again. I said, well, if you're such great fucking friends with him, why don't you talk to him for me? I see the mutual friends on Facebook. 
your fucking friends. She relay a message. Why don't you tell him I said hello? Or just ask him how he's doing for me, you know? Maybe you guys are talking all the time. He didn't like that joke. Similar to you. So he came with a joke of his own. He said, I don't know. I DM'd him. Now, every time I DM God, I'm already dissecting him. Like, every time I DM God, I get fucking holy ghosted. Why are you getting a response, you bitch? And he says, I don't know what you did to God, but he told me to tell you to keep his name out of your bitch-ass mouth. I was like, fucking touche, man. I mean, fuck. Pretty much ruined that relationship, you know? You burned down a bridge. I just, listen, ladies and gentlemen, I don't understand. A book tells you live in this person's image. This person is also fucking perfect. So are those people also the people that jerk off just about until they're about to come and then they're like, I'm done. And they don't come? To live, I see the light. To, to sit and, and shh, to sit and live to be perfect is like, how retarded are you? No one's perfect. He got uncomfortable. I said retarded. I'm half retarded. My, my little brother is too. He has the lazy eye. I have the little dick. Sometimes it just happens like that. You know, the same nutsack. It comes full circle. My mom had three strokes last week. Now she's getting in on the retard action. She's like, I want to be part of the club. The resting... Bitch face at least is covered with the stroke face, God bless. When you reverse the punchline, it doesn't really work. God is very much, like my, it's like my, I, I understand what a, what, a, what a God complex is. My, 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 my boss has one. He's like, I, I expect perfection, Mark. I want you to clean this table so you can eat off of it. I want it to be perfect. It's like, I eat ass. I don't know how clean you want this table. There's gonna be some tissue left over. You just move that to the side, dog. Like, you just gotta be a grown-up about it. You know what I mean? Just, I, I, if you don't understand, if you don't know the move, it's called copy and paste. You just copy and paste it the fuck somewhere else and just pretend it never happened. If you, if you don't acknowledge it, it doesn't, it doesn't exist. It's, just don't put it into reality. Awesome. That... Uh, concoction of words is the set I've been fixating on for the last 70, let's say four hours, just to be not correct with everything, which is very similar to how this mic is being ran. Let's handle my business real quick. I'm not going to take up too much of the time. This is fucking ridiculous. And... Uh, someone who likes to sabotage your hosting is also ridiculous and the things that you say about me to not just the people in this scene but also people in my personal life is absolutely fucking repugnant absolutely fucking repugnant and unacceptable because I've done, I've done nothing but be fucking like as fucking great of a friend as I can be to you yeah you can suck my cock I've been told, don't say that to audience members, which is kind of what you are, you fucking theater major. If you want to fucking run fucking theaters, go do that. I can see. It's a fucking circus. 
Yes. Once again, if you want to go to an actual open mic on Saturdays, here. Jesus Christ, this is dope, but fuck, dude. Every time, every time, and you want to talk shit about sabotaging your hosting. Dude, I fucking hosted the room we were supposed to co-produce. Hosted it. Very fucking, like, as, as good as I could. And you, wanted to, and you fucking sabotage me every time. Every time. So get off your fucking high horse. I know. And I'm sure you're going to fuck with them too. Do you, this is the second time now you fucked with people who have been here for hours before the mic. It's ridiculous. Have some fucking respect for your fucking peers. And, I, and th this, might seem, this might seem hypocritical, but we need to set fucking standards. That was a hilarious set. Um, I'm sorry that an intuitive lottery system is so upsetting for people. Cole Chapman. Did I even sign up? I don't think so, but here I am, baby. Let's do it. All right. Who prepared? Not me. Let's do it. How you guys doing? Good energy in here? Feels good. Feeling great. Let's give up some money. <laughs> All right. Sonoma kids, uh, why are you here? You just visiting? Love you, Capital. Oh, you're not actually from the... That's weird, then. Occidental, then? What are you doing here? Oh, well, I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> Have you mischosen? <laughs> we recognize you had a lot of options in good nights tonight, and you chose incorrectly, sir. So <laughs> That's very fun. Very fun. Okay, now that I've given money. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, you guys ever... Uh... Oh, dude. Fuck, man. <laughs> This talks on beef, bro. Rocco's Modern Life, it was only all right. Uh, okay, <laughs> that's, that's all I really got. I don't know. You, I'll, I'll tell you what, though. That list was fucking crazy, man. <laughs> you got to figure out how to write a list. It's not A, B, C, D, and then there's numbers on the side. You got to pick one, dude. That's crazy. Anyways, let's move on. Okay, uh, we doing all right? Yeah, good. All right. Me too. Uh, anyways, back to the shit before uh, whatever. Um, you guys ever been roasted so hard you, like, change your life? Has this ever happened to you? You'll change for the... Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Bathroom's like, yeah, bro. <laughs> That's me right now, dude. <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. Uh, let me tell you what happened to me. Uh, I was uh, a couple weeks ago, I was uh, uh, hanging out with this lady. We were getting intimate. You know, things were going all right. Things were getting hot and heavy. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, a real live woman, dude. It was crazy, man. People don't expect that, but it's true. It's true. And uh, we were getting hot and heavy. I take my shirt off right in the heat of the moment, and she's like, whoa. Your body reminds me of home. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like, what a weird, like, what are you hitting me with this? Like, on a scale of, like, one to incest, like, where are you hitting me with this weirdo comment? Like, in the middle of the, you know, moment, right? And she goes, no, 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 it's just nothing, it's nothing gross like that. It's just that your chest is so flat and white. It's like Kansas in the wintertime. I've never jumped off a bed to start doing push-ups so fast. <laughs> you understand? It was like crazy. It was, it, I was like, oh, it's kind of rude. She's like, no, well, I mean, it's also kind of like, it's like a Bob Ross painting before it gets started. You know, it's just like a big, flat, like, white square, <laughs> you know, just covered in liquid white. And I was like, I'll cover you in liquid white. And we made love, guys. All right. The, that's the only way out of that joke that I have so far. It's really gross. I don't like it, but it is what it is. Uh, at a uh, work auction recently, like a, like a charity auction thing where they auctioned off a bunch of shit. And one of the things they auctioned off was a, uh, a whole set of CBD infused soaps and creams 
fuck yeah, I bought that shit. Hell yeah, immediately. Yeah, of course. Uh, but it's like, it's a weird experience because I don't know if you've ever used these things, but they really chill the fuck out of your outside of your body, right? Uh, but then if you drink coffee, your body's like, pick one. What are you doing? <laughs> like, it has no idea what's going on. It's trying to fluctuate. But here's the problem, or here's the, here's the benefit, right? There's some good points to this, right? Like, you know, I drink coffee and then suddenly the inside of my, uh, you know, bowels is a, it's chaos. It's a storm, right? That's just, a storm's a brewing, you know what I mean? Like, it's just going to end in a horror show. My asshole, however, is like, it's all good, man. <laughs> like, let that shit come, bro. I'm all good. I got zero anxiety about this. I'm like, good, asshole. Thank you. Uh, I think that was a good joke, right? <laughs> right, Mike? No one else agrees. Uh, sure. Thank you. <laughs> uh, that's what I go for is like a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, man. Fuck yeah. Um, anyways, uh, I went to a hearing doctor recently because, uh, you know, I'm getting a, you know, you get some scratchiness in the ears and I asked him what was up. He's like, well, Cole, uh, I hate to tell you, but if you keep doing what you're doing, I'm afraid you're going to lose a bit of your hearing. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, well, like the fidelity is going to be worse. And I was like, I don't know what that means. Please tell me. He's like, okay, so like, like you're not going to be able to pick out finer details from like louder sounds. And I was like, do you have an example? He was like, okay, well, picture you're like at a movie. You're like watching a movie, right? You're only going to be able to hear the movie and not people whispering around you. <laughs> and I was like, and this is a bad thing. <laughs> like, what are you like? What, like my eyes like lit up. I was like, are you kidding me? You just told me the cheat code to life. Are you serious? And he's like, he immediately recognized that was like a terrible thing to tell me. So he's like trying to give me another one. I couldn't hear him already in my iPod headphones in, you know, I was like full blast, like, see a doc. This is great. Like, I'm going to go sit next to full blast speakers at concerts, just trying to speed this process up. You know what I mean? Just trying to enjoy myself at movies. I don't know. I, uh, I recently realized that uh, hearing is not so great when I was at a concert recently. And uh, you ever hear people next to you just chatting about nonsense and it's just like takes you out of the show, you know, I was at the show, was at this uh, big Frida show in Berkeley. And, uh, yeah, man, fun show, uh, except uh, there's this part where Big Frida, she goes, how many of you got some liquor in you? Woo! And I was like, yeah, I got some liquor in me. Uh, and then there was like this blonde hair, Becky, like a couple people back who uh, for some reason decides to yell out to everybody, oh, I thought she said, who out here's got a little hard art N-word here in them? Uh, and everyone's like, what the fuck? And like turns around, looks at her, and she's like, aren't I crazy? And then tells every single person within reaching distance. People she doesn't know, she's just like, hi, nice to meet you, I'm Becky. Anyways, I'm racist. Like, it's just a weirdo. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? This is crazy. So all I did, I just handed her a copy of Roots. And was like, come to your own conclusions on that one. <laughs> like, I think, I think I don't need to tell you that it's a bad thing to say, but uh, it is what it is, you know? Uh, is there anything else I wanted to, I don't know. Uh, we all have a good New Year's. Anybody have a good New Year's? Good. Great. I had a weird New Year's. I took Molly for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun, I think. I don't know. I was like, I was very worried going into it, you know, because like, I don't know what was going to happen, but for some reason I thought the most likely thing was I was going to pee my pants. You know what I mean? And that's like not a great mode to go into like a drug experience with, but I'm just happy I got it out of the way. Because, like, I had this big fear of, like, not, like, peeing my pants, but doing Molly under 30. You know what I mean? Because, like, I, I really want to do it for a long time, but I never had the opportunity. And I was worried I'd be in my later adult years trying to, like, catch up, you know, midlife crisis, doing a bunch of Molly. And then having, like, real adult problems. Like, oh, I got to pick up my kids. And, like, oh, I'm 45. You know, like, all these weird problems. Uh, instead, I was just like, oh, I hope I don't pee my pants. Even if I do, not a problem. <laughs> Anyways, being in your 20s is great. And give it up for Warhol, everybody.
How did your asshole feel about peeing your pants? All right. Uh, make some noise if you take comedy so seriously it's not fun anymore. Your next comic is Maraud. I went to school in mid-Missouri, which for an Egyptian kid that grew up in a city full of Asian software developers, it's a bit of a culture shock. Uh, I was not prepared for unironic appreciation of Duck Dynasty. I was also not prepared for a city that's more trucks than people. Uh, I was also not prepared uh, for, have you tried the new quesarito being a viable party topic conversation? But uh, generally people were pretty nice there, way nicer than here. Um, though every once in a while you got like a nice tasty morsel of racism. Uh, like I lived near a billboard advertising an emotional support group for sons of Confederate veterans. Because it's been more than 150 years since the Civil War, but apparently these motherfuckers are still putting the pieces together. Uh, like uh, <laughs> taking it one day at a time. Yeah, so that wasn't my first thought. It wasn't like the hundreds of years of bigotry or uh, their con contribution to our toxic political climate. I was more thinking, what about the daughters? They don't get to come? Do they, do they get like a racist sewing circle or like maybe a bake sale for bigots? Why leave them out? I just like that their manifesto is one, definitely need slaves again. Two, white is right, goes without saying. And three, girls are icky. <laughs> Keep their cooties out of here. Yeah, I think we've all noticed a disturbing upward trend in gamer girl porn. <laughs> I don't know about you, but when I go porn, uh, shared interests and common hobbies aren't really at the top of my list of what gets my motor running. And really, you don't see other hobbies represented at all either. Like, you don't see, like, MILF gets banged in her woodworking studio. <laughs> Or co-ed gets nailed while bookmarking Instant Pot recipes. Or interracial book club gangbang number five. Um, a lot of people would point to our political climate or like social media for our nation losing uh, its capacity for subtlety. I just spit a lot. Um, that's not my exhibit A. My exhibit A is a game called Cunt Wars. Now, Cunt Wars is a game what has naked ladies in it. And I can't tell if the marketing team behind that game had a poor grasp on the English language or a masterful one. I like to think about the boardroom where they're trying to name it. And it's like, all right, guys, we need a name that communicates sex, warfare, and strategy. And then one person in the back's like, how about Wars of Passion? Okay, that's. A little subtle, something a little raunch here. How about the lover's battle? Again, a little too subtle, we wanna get these clicks. And then a lone shadowy figure in the back of the boardroom just goes, yeah, cunt wars. Uh, and then the boss goes, hey, cunt wars? Hey, Jessica, is that gonna get clicks? Okay, I'll let the dev team know. I think the problem with that boardroom fantasy is that there's somebody named Jessica in it. I think that game probably suffered from a distinct lack of Jessicas uh, in the room. Yeah, some uh, first-time drug stories. Uh, I tried a new drug for the first time. I tried cocaine. Um, I was not prepared for it. I thought it might be like painkillers or weed where you maybe get like a body high or something like that. You don't get a body high. Uh, instead, it feels exactly like 
you just bought something fucking rad on Amazon. Like one bump is like maybe you got yourself a video game, maybe you got yourself a Cunt Wars membership. A couple more bumps and now you're into noise canceling headphone territory. Like now your commute's gonna get way better, things are looking up 2019, it's all Maraud this year. Uh, But then like a line, like a fat line, that's like you went ahead and got yourself an exercise bike. Now you're gonna change your life. You're gonna get up early. You're gonna be productive. You're gonna you're gonna t- carpe diem. You're gonna take it by the balls, and then you come down. It's not really my cup of drugs, personally. Yeah, I went to the Dickens Fair just before Christmas. Which, if you don't know what the Dickens Fair is, it's like a Renaissance fair, but with like chimney sweeps and Christmas trees. Um, I uh, checked the rule list to see how hard it would be to smuggle an alcohol. Turns out not hard. Um, and they explicitly banned furries. And I would love to see the sequence of events that led to that rule being made. Like, mommy, what is that fox man doing to that meat pie? (laughs) Yeah, I know we're not supposed to kink shame, but I don't want to live in a world where I can't point at an elephant man and a squid lady getting it on and not laugh. (laughs) So I got fired recently. Um... People say you have to uh, fail to succeed. And to those people, I say, what are you, stupid? What if you just kept succeeding? That seems like a way better strategy. I don't think LeBron had to fail to succeed. I think LeBron's always just been really good at basketball. And I know what you're saying. We can't all be like LeBron. Sure, but apparently some of us can. I would have liked to be more like LeBron than not. And I have a feeling LeBron's never gonna get fired for not being a culture fit. (laughs) Yeah, I did a PR for a a video game public relations firm, which is a fancy way of saying I filled out spreadsheets about Pikachu for a living. We actually had one document that we had to update quite a bit uh, about Pokemon-related crimes. there's some like Ocean's Eleven shit going on with the trading cards because people will risk hard time for like shiny plastic and cardboard. But apparently a lot of Pokemon Go fans are also fans of stabbing other Pokemon Go fans. <laughs> it's like Mother Nature's way of uh, keeping the population under control. Um, but usually they're the ones that witness the crime. Like they're like those precogs in Minority Report that just see a crime before it happens. Next time you mug somebody in an alley at three in the morning, Uh, You should open the uh, Pokemon Go app and see if there's like a shiny Charizard nearby because that motherfucker's just going to be in the back like. He's playing Pokemon while witnessing a horrible crime. That's the joke there. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, I think I might have hit my time limit. Thank you. When on a podcast, always close on a visual joke. Um, I forgot to tell you guys, the person who bombs hardest tonight gets a prize. Your next contestant on Sharon Warhol, Mike Whitaker. Wonderful. Wonderful. Who is this contingent of Sonoma County folks? Did that happen? It's fake? I got so excited. I heard Occidental, and I was like, "Oh, I, I'm from Sebastopol. How'd this happen? Hey, are you from Are you from there? Yeah. You an Anley guy? You an Elmo guy? Uh, Academy. Oh well, fuck you then. <laughs> I went to private school. 
Guys, <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> I, from everything you can tell about me, went to public school. Uh, guys, I'm treating myself in 2019. Who's treating themselves? You gonna, you gonna treat yourself all right in 2019? I decided to treat myself real well by uh, buying bot Instagram followers. Uh, just enough. <laughs> Just enough, I was feeling insecure about it. I was following like 500 profiles. I had like 300 followers. I'm like, I gotta change this ratio. But the thing about buying bot followers on Instagram is you can't go too big. It's like a boob job. You can't like, I can't just buy like thousands of them. I bought 750. Brought me right up around 1,000. I think that's the place to go. You don't wanna go too big. It's like, it is like a boob job. Like I want people to go to my profile and be like, I guess Mike does have bigger titties than I remember. <laughs> oh, guys, I saw some very confusing graffiti in my neighborhood. Uh, uh, and it just said, it was just spray painted on a fence and it just said free Buster. And I was like, what did Buster do? Who is Buster? Who is this graffiti for? Is this for like, a passing judge like you know i was gonna throw the book at this guy but this civic nuisance suggests otherwise is that for the da like you know what i'm gonna recommend clemency today i think that's what we're gonna do uh, guys 2017 i lost 150 pounds yes thank you 2018 2018 i put back on 80 of those pounds yeah baby feeling good about it it's not it's nice it's nice and you know what like i'm being body positive about it my body looks weird as fuck but i'm trying to make the best of it see i here's my moment of body positivity uh i wish more than anything i was still just a big fat guy uh, cause there's like, I was a big fat gay man. There's a category of porn for that. And like, you know what? There isn't a category of porn for, uh, gay, hairy men who look like unshelled Ninja Turtles. That's, <laughs> that's pretty much what my body looks like now. It looks so fucking weird. Like if I took my t-shirt off right now, my torso would look like like a jack-o'-lantern that is still out on your porch. <laughs> if you suck my dick, you have to hold my tummy up like you're taking an old-timey photo. <laughs> yeah. Bringing the jokes. 2019, bringing the jokes. Thank you. Applause break for me actually telling jokes in mutiny. Uh, that's not a dig. That's not a dig. Brought me up like, whoever bombs tonight wins whatever. Here's Mike Whitaker. I'm going to do all right. Here's some Sonoma County jokes because I have a contingent. Guys, I, uh, my favorite thing is hip-hop songs from the 90s that name-check geographical locations that are no longer bad neighborhoods due to gentrification. <laughs> I was listening to this Ray Love song from Santa Rosa, guys. 
1993, an album produced by Tupac. He spits a verse that goes, mash up to the west side just to get some doja to a Spaco West 9th deep in Santa Rosa. And I was like, oh shit, that's me. That's my hood. And I say hood because it's short for neighborhood. Because there are like wine bars and shit there now. Mash up to the west side just to get some doja. I don't, I don't think you can zone a cannabis dispensary that close to a charter school. Sonoma Academy kids enjoyed it. Mark it down. Guys, I, uh, I just went through a breakup recently. And I know, I know, it's, you know what, it's fine. I, I, it wasn't, it wasn't because it was a bad relationship. It was just not a good relationship for me. It was like, it was like the Taco Bell menu of relationships, like top to bottom. It's safe. It's familiar. It seems like a great idea at 1am when you're drunk. Uh, but like you go through the relationship and you realize different things like, oh, this is like the Mexican pizza of your personality. Like, ah, it's, this is. This is less than desirable, but it's uh, it's kind of the same as the rest of your bullshit. And uh, whatever, I'll deal with it. I feel like we're not neckbeards who are on the same page that all eat Taco Bell like I do. I feel very shamed right now. Guys, if you can't handle me at my cheesy fiesta potatoes, you don't deserve me at my caramel apple empanada. Somebody likes it, guys. Hell yeah. Guys, I live with my roommate. My roommate is a mom. There and uh she has kids. She's a three year old. And uh she's pregnant and she's having another baby with uh my other roommate. Uh who's not a gay man like I am, which is pertinent to this story. And uh her three year old comes up to me and was like Mommy's mommy's gonna have another baby. And I'm like, yeah, mommy is going to have another baby. She's like, and you're going to be the papa. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm Uncle Mike. I'm Uncle Mike. Chris, Chris is going to be the papa. He's going to be Papa Chris. And she was like, mm, no. Chris is Uncle Chris. And I'm like, I think this is of paramount importance that you do not mention this to Uncle Chris. That girl freaks the fuck. I'm like scared as fuck of a three-year-old guys. She like walked up to me the other day and she's like, I'm going to put you in the ground and turn you into dirt. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know where the fuck you even learned that. How am I doing on what time Warhol? Oh fuck. Yeah, man. Groovy, groovy. <laughs> oh, uh, cultural appropriation. How are we feeling about it? Indifferent? Indifferent? I feel like every Halloween we, we have this same, uh, like dialogue that it's like, it's a culture, not a costume. It's like mostly directed at like white girls who wear like native American headdresses to like music festivals. And I'm like, that's wrong. Like I get that that's a religious item. Uh, and that's like not an appropriate thing for someone to wear, but like, do you guys want to know what's worse than the cultural appropriation of wearing a native American headdress to a music festival? 
just being a white person on the continent of North America at all. That's actually a worse crime. That's actually a worse crime. And it's like a bunch of people who are murderers all like pointing at the finger at people who are littering. This is this is this is where I've been trying to bring this joke around home to like a Native American crying about litter. But I feel like that's a a cultural reference that exists in the cultural zeitgeist of America, but it's like kind of from a commercial before all of us were born. Yeah. You remember from like VH1, I love the 70s though. Uh, well, that's in the schooling. Public school as well? Hell yeah. Doing it big for my puppies, my public school kids. <laughs> oh, shit. Guys, I went to Costco. I got. I got stunted on by a service animal at Costco. I got stunted on. I like went into Costco and uh, I'm like, oh, they're sampling Ipuerco ham and Manchego cheese. I want this. And I walked up to the sample station. There's a guy in front of me though. And uh, he has a service dog. And to his credit, it was like an actual like golden retriever in the blue vest. Like it wasn't a pug cause he felt sad. It was an actual service dog. And uh, he, there's two samples left on the tray. And uh, he takes one and he eats it. And I'm like, this is my chance. And I move in and he takes the other sample and he feeds it to his fucking dog in front of me guys. I don't know. I think that animal gets paid exclusively and Costco samples and belly rubs, so. I wanted that Abuerco ham manchego cheese, guys. This is all the new shit I got working on. I'm trying to do only new shit 2019. Working on it, killing it. Give it up for your host, Royal. Oh yeah, we're gonna keep the comedy show going. But first, does anyone absolutely have to have a mental breakdown on stage? No, Samazaki. Cool, thanks, guys. I don't think it's tense enough in here. Let's get that tension back in here. How about that? Shut up, everyone. Stop. <laughs> cool. I like this. I like this tension. Um, I'm not very kinky. And it makes me insecure because that's what people do these days. They're kinky, right? And I don't like to do that because I think I get too attached to, you know, like it wouldn't work for me. Like if you put handcuffs on me, hiding the key, baby, okay? Cuffed for life, all right? <laughs> that's what I think about that. I feel like that's how you really get a man, you know what I mean? Like when Cosmo talks about swallowing, they actually mean the key. That's what they mean. Swallow the key, never give it back. <laughs> want to be handcuffed forever um i said something about being not kinky one time and then some lady in the crowd goes man up bitch what <laughs> i don't <laughs> i don't appreciate that that uh comment i feel like it has nothing to do with gender you know like i don't think that that's like if you enjoy like if you get hot wax poured on you and you don't flinch or cry you're a psychopath okay that doesn't mean you're a man or a woman it means you're a serial killer that's what i think um 
that's just what I think. That's not <laughs> funny yet, but it's just a thought. <laughs> it's just a thought that I have. Um, uh, I have a lot of um, like rage. I'm mad a lot. Is it? <laughs> I well, you know like sometimes I'll fall asleep with my arms crossed. And then I'll like wake up, just, I'm just pissed for whatever reason. And then <laughs> I'll just like wake up like feeling good. And then I'll look down. And I'm like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, I'm pissed. <laughs> just remember that I'm mad and then I'm just mad the rest of the day. Um, I don't know. I feel like, you know, guys, I feel like a lot of guys are like, whenever I ask my girl what's wrong, she just says she's tired, you know, and that's true. And But also we don't finish the sentence, <laughs> you know, like there's a lot more to the sentence in my head it's of you you know and then there's a lot more it's like you're chewing the way you walk <laughs> you know that time you tied your shoes fuck you <laughs> don't ever tie your shoes um uh, i don't know i feel like people attribute rage to like video games have you heard of this people think kids are get are violent because of video games i think i agree with that because um, i grew up playing mario kart and I have so much road rage. <laughs> I have so much road rage. Can't help but throw banana peels at people, guys. <laughs> That's what I do. If someone cuts me off, throw a banana peel. I got a whole stash of them. I got pulled over one time, and the cop was like, why do you have so many uh, empty turtle shells in your trunk? <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's... That's for those uh, people who don't use their blinkers. Um, <laughs> that's what that's for. Um, yeah, I feel like I just have... I think the way I drive so... Like, sometimes I feel like I drive so recklessly that... I have been reported to Amber Alert just strictly on how I drive, you know? And I feel like people are going to get a text that's like, uh, that's like, watch out for the white Mitsubishi that's being driven by what looks like the kidnapped child. <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> Interesting role reversal. <laughs> um, what's going on here? Um, I don't know. I feel like whenever I get, like, someone does something to me on the road, I want to get a good look at their face. Anyone else? I just want to see who is this person, you know? And then I immediately just, like, have this feeling of, like, getting cheated on. Like, I just am like, what? Who is she? Okay? Who is she? Is she hotter than me? What does she look like? And I just have a lot of, I have a lot of that rage. Um, cool. A lot of people say, you know, if you date someone, you date their family, too. Um, but for me, if you date me, you have sex with my family. <laughs> I'll tweet it later. I guess. <laughs> um, what else is going on? I uh, have this stalker. Oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> um, but it's like online, you know, so like he's like text, keep texting and calling me. And it's like, can you just, you know, old fashioned follow me home? Because I don't have the data for this. <laughs> can you just go ahead and <laughs> just knock on my door or something? Because um, I don't know. It's weird. I feel like I just found out he's gay. So that's weird because <laughs> definitely thought like I, you know, I, people were like, he's obsessed with you. But like now he has a boyfriend and I'm just like. Well, I must be so cool because he's not trying to fuck. He's just, he wants to hang out. He wants to just literally hang out with me. I'm like, whoa, I'm dope. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I feel like I had uh, what's one more thing here. Got that. The old light. Uh, I recently, you know, whenever I watch... Whenever I go, I'm at home alone, I've been home alone a lot lately. I like to watch home invasion movies. <laughs> Don't do that. That's not smart. I do it as like a tutorial. 
I'm like, I want to learn. Like, what, what should I do if there's an intruder? And I'm going to die. That's what I learned is that I'm just going to die. Uh, and also what I'm, what I would do if an intruder come in and I see, if I see someone that I don't know come in, I would just go, hello. <laughs> that's all I would do. Cause that's what they do. Why do they just say hello? That's so weird. Um, I had more in this and it was also not funny, but <laughs> I'm going to think, uh, yeah, I would, oh yeah, this is also what I would do. I would, um, turn my phone on from silent to on. Uh, and then I would go in the closet and then I would make sure someone calls me. I would text my mom like, Hey, there's an intruder in the house. Can you call me? So that the intruder hears it. That's <laughs> why do they do that in the movies? They just, they make sure <laughs> there's always a phone call. Um, cool. Give it up for Warhol guys. Um, I'd like to take this opportunity to air my grievances with Jack Greenberg. Hey, very cool. Um, yeah, hi. My name's Jack. Um, my main quality is my height. Um, only one, really. I'm six seven, which is really tall. Um, it's the it's the type of height where if I go to a movie theater to see an R-rated film wearing a trench coat, I get asked to open it to prove I'm not two kids stacked on top of each other, trying to sneak in. Um, yeah, we, we were talking a little about kink shaming earlier. No, no furries, no the other one. Um, but I am, I am kinky. I like getting my hair pulled and I like being controlled. Um, so I love the movie Ratatouille. Um, it's just a brilliant film um, and it turns me on. Um, I also, I got an Amber Alert too recently. Um, and it kind of bummed me out. Those things suck, right? Like you get the noise and it's like, uh, uh. And I look and it's like, you know, kidnapped or something. They're never good things. They're always the worst stuff. It's like five-year-old gets kidnapped. Why is it never like, you know, six-year-old boy taken from park and brought to soccer game, kicks the game-winning goal, video here. Like, it's always the worst stuff, so I don't, li I don't like Amber Alerts. I prefer, I prefer other notifications on my phone. Um, yeah, I've, um, I'm new to San Francisco, and I've been take thank you, thank I've been taking a couple, couple Ubers, a couple Ubers around. Um, and the thing about Uber is I thought like the baseline was like UberX or something and then from there you could go up and get nicer and nicer rides. Um, and that is true, but I think most people, if they're deviating from the norm, they're going down. Um, and these have been really getting worse. So Uber Pool, I'm fine with. Pool Express, anyone else does Pool Express in here? The name of the game is you have to walk up to five minutes to get it and you get dropped off up to five minutes away. But it's not like when it's convenient. It's a punishment. Um, I took an Uber today, and right on track was my destination, and they made a little detour to give me that five-minute walk at the end, which sucked because I understand, like, I fucked up. I bought the cheapest one. I'm sorry, Uber. But um, I really thought it was just an optimization thing. No, it's punitive. Um, besides Uber, I took my first Caltrain also recently. Um, I know, there's this, this guy loves Caltrain. Can't blame you, brother. Um, what I messed, I did a crucial error. I bought an 18 and under ticket because it was half off and I was like, I don't know, I'm a, I'm a youth, I'm young. Um, and I was caught 
sucked. It was like coming around, check the tickets, and he was like, mine said, it says on the top, disability. And he's like, what's your disability? And, or, or are you a youth? And so I was like, what should I play this? I was like, I know, I'm a youth. Uh, he asked for my ID. I said I didn't have it. And then he's like, oh, okay, come down here. I was on the second row. I didn't know this would happen. I thought it was going to be kind of chill. It was, a, it was a public shaming session. And it was with all these like kind of, you know, elderly dudes, people on their commute with the Allbirds and the puffy vests. And I just got a public shaming in front of these people. And they were so disappointed in me. I felt like their intern who fucked up their coffee order. Just these people were disgusted by my, by my youth. Um, <laughs> you know what? I think that's about it. Yeah, my name's Jack. Thank you. Thank you, Jack. Make some noise if you're Ian Levy. Oh, thank you. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, uh, offend anyone's beliefs, uh, but I just think if crystals actually had any positive effect on people, uh, they would at least be banned from sporting events, right? Like, wouldn't they? Wouldn't there be at least? Some one case of like you hear on like Sports Center where like in shocking turn of events, Jacques Lemieux has been kicked out of the Tour de France uh, after he, they found large amounts of quart in his bedroom. He was using it uh, to give himself more vitality, uh, and it also uh, made his personality pop. However. <laughs> We should have known Jacques was a cheater. After all, he was a Pisces. So now we'll turn over to Tom, Larry, and Madame Clouseau for their uh, sports analysis. I don't know. There's something with tarot cards in the end there. <laughs> trying to figure things out a little bit. I, uh, it is true. The single most successful opening line I've ever had on a dating app uh, is message you women. I'm a sad little man. Uh, this is not even a joke. That's just a real thing. And I had a friend who saw me do this recently, and he was like, nah, fuck that shit, man. You got to own your masculinity, right? Like, just walk up to a woman in real life and be like, hey, I'm a man. So I decided to try it. I walked to this woman in a bar. I was like, hey, I'm a man. Right? And I just did it. She just started laughing. I was like, I'm a man. You will respect me. I'm a man. And then she just kept laughing. I was like, will you come to bed with me? And she was like, no. I was like, fiddlesticks. And then I walked away. And it just didn't work at all. It was a terrible, terrible thing. I did go on a date recently with a woman. Oh, you clap for that. And, uh, and I really liked her. I guess she didn't feel the same way because she stopped returning my text messages. Uh, and I told a friend about this. And my friend was like, hey, when on the bright side, uh, you can write a fun little comedy bit about being ghosted. Yeah. And I thought about that. I was like, you know, I would rather have a girlfriend. Uh, have someone care about me and love me. It's not quite the same as... Uh, I work in a cafe. Uh, and, and this is true. Recently, the woman who ghosted me came into the cafe I was working at. And I wanted to play it very cool. Uh, so what I did was uh, I got flustered and messed up everyone's drink orders. <laughs> Very smooth. She was like, uh, I'll have one black coffee. And I was like, 12 croissants coming up. And this is good. It was very smooth. But finally, I, I said to her, I said, like, 
hey, like, what was that? You know, I, I really liked you. You should have, you should have texted me back. And she was like, oh, really? Why? And I was like, oh, I'll tell you why. Because I'm a man, okay? I'm a tough man. And sometimes it hurts a man's feelings when a pretty girl doesn't text him back. So then I cried. I'm not the kind of person who would ever start a fight. But if someone was to start a fight with me, uh, you best believe that I'm going to finish it. I curled in the fetal position and crying for my mother. Was, yeah, okay. Um, I've, I've matured a lot over the years. I've changed a lot. Like, as a, as a kid, if you asked me what my favorite things were, I would have said, oh, you know, I like comic books and video games and movies starring The Rock. Uh, but now I'm older and more mature. So if you ask me what my favorite things are, I'll say, oh, you know, I like comic books and video games and movies starring Dwayne Johnson. So I was, <laughs> so it's a more mature. Um, yeah, that was everything I wanted to do. Okay, thank you. Give it up for Warhol. Yay! Arjun Banerjee. Holy fuck, wow. Anyways, oh boy, you know, I was uh, I was I was taking one of them them Uber pools recently and and the person in the car started doing the worst thing a person can do in an Uber pool and he started talking to me and I didn't like that at all. But then he talked about he was the other passenger. He wasn't driving, so I couldn't give him bad rating. But he uh he said some interesting stuff. He said a lot of stuff. He eventually did say, you know, he said to me, he was like, you know, I really love going to Indian weddings, which is Great way to start a conversation, and he uh, he said, "Look, I love I love the I especially love what you get to wear there. Like I love the shirts; they're so cool. The pants, I think they're called pajamas. <laughs> I know. I was I got I I went off on him. You know, I was like, how, are you kidding me? You think they're called pajamas? How dare you belittle Indian culture like that? That's formal wear. That's what we wear to weddings. You think they're called that? That's so fucking stupid. I got really mad at him. Later learned they're called pajamas. Uh, they are. Whoa. Whoops. Oh, boy. Oh, did you guys know that Indian culture is stupid? Oh, boy, guys. Holy fuck. Yeah, after that happened, I... I had to retroactively no longer be mad about a racist thing that happened to me. Like, now, the other day I was doing an open mic. I was gonna say show, but I should be honest. I was doing an open mic. I was doing an open mic and a guy just, a very drunk Irish dude said, why is there an Indian on stage? Super heated, but now, eh. I got mad at a white dude for no reason. Anyways, nobody should he was very, the, the white dude, I should have known he knew more about Indian culture than me because he was an annoying white dude. And those people know so much about Indian culture. Like, I don't, like, honestly, I feel like, like, white people are, like, sucking the knowledge of Indian culture from American-born Indian people. Like, I think that's what happens at yoga studios. Like, they are just imbued with the knowledge. Here's the thing, guys. I know that turns out they're called pajamas is the punchline of the joke. But I really want it to be longer. Which is why I'm saying all this stuff about it. But, anyways, remember how funny turns out they turned to be pajamas was? Ooh, really like that moment. Because it's funny. Because I actually, I actually got mad. They're actually pronounced, here's the, re, here's the real reason, and this isn't funny, um, but neither is, anyways. This is, uh, this, it's, it, the British just realized that formal Indian wear was great to sleep in. 
So I'm going to put on my pajamas and go to my uncle's wedding. That's fun. Okay. Here's another joke. I, uh, um, the, uh, uh, Listen, I, I'm 21, so a lot of the people... Are you 21? <laughs> fucking child? Are you kidding me? Get, are you even allowed to be here? Dude, you fucking baby. What, were you born in 98? <laughs> 97 super fucking master race here, dude. You know, ugh, 20? Oh, 20? Oh, oh, what a child. What can you do? Do you even speak... Can you even walk, baby? Anyways... So all my, you may relate to this, all of my friends are currently ex, uh, experimenting with psychedelics and listening to someone talk about their trip is like listening to someone talk about their fantasy football league. It's like, oh, I'm sure it's very important to you, but it's not real, so I don't care. Like, hey, I know that's not that funny. Anyways, but I actually can't experiment with psychedelics because I am bipolar and uh, one of the things, it might like break my brain, um, which sucks, but... Being bipolar, because there's mania, which is nice. It's nice to be manic. It's really cool. It'd be like if diabetes occasionally gave you super strength. It'd be like, you'd be like, fuck yeah, should I cure this? I can't eat sweets, but I can lift cars. But the thing is, you actually, you can't. It, the thing of being manic is bad because it makes you think you can lift a car, you know? Which will lead you to fuck up your back, you know? I love, I'm... That what you think where I sucked at my spit? I do that at like a lot of. I only do it during stand up because I think it's a funny sound. Gross. <laughs> All right, Ian. <laughs> We're gonna fight now. Okay. You know what? No, this is me getting mad at you. Ah, you missed it. Uh, Mark Neuer in Capital. It was funny. I missed it too, but I saw the tail end. Well, we're all friends now. You know what? You know what? Honestly though, honestly though, if I were friends with like. Mark, I would probably treat him real bad too. You know what I mean? Like, I, this is all be recorded, you know. Yeah. What is he? Oh, you might go back and listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't. Does he like me? Does he like me? Aren't you friend? Why didn't you? Do you guys? Who here doesn't yeah, talk about fine. me? Everyone talk about me with your friends. Okay. <laughs> Turns out they're called pajamas. Hey. Okay. That's my. Oh. Yeah. Is Jacob Allen here? Make some notes for Robin Fireberg. Not, not yet, not yet. Next, all right, cool. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I've been sitting over there by the bathroom. None of you are washing your hands. It's fucking disgusting. I can hear everything. It's truly, it's disgusting. Um, I think my parents think I'm kind of a nerd. Um, so... Sometimes I kind of wish I had an STD just so they knew I was sexually active. You know what I mean? Kind of, right? Because, like, for me, I think it's worth, like, contracting basically a life-threatening disease if it means that, like, when I go visit them, the first thing that they think when they see the cold sores on my lips is, like, yeah, this dude fucks. <laughs> All right, that's sick. That's awesome. Anywho, I'm trying, I'm doing some new stuff tonight. Bear with me. Um... <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of reasons to join a fraternity. I'm sure we, we can name a lot, you know, uh, friends, beer, you're a white guy. They, just like a ton of different reasons. The one reason that I, I don't really buy though is when dudes are like, yeah, I'm joining Alpha Epsilon because I have a passion for philanthropy. You know, 
because like a frat guy saying that he's in a fraternity because he's there for the philanthropy is like a dude saying that he goes to a strip club for the nachos. You know, he's like, fuck, this place, really good nachos. And that's really the only reason why I'm there. There's girls, yeah, but the nachos, the cheese, you've tried it, right? Oh, so good. Yeah, frat boys, I, I really like them. Um, my grandfather actually was the president of his fraternity. So I talk to him about that sometimes. He shows me awesome pictures of him doing a beer wrong, bong rip. Um, but back then, all they did were sketches of people because they didn't have cameras. Um, yeah, he looked so cool in the picture. He was like super buff. <laughs> I don't think that's what he actually looked like. Um, anyway, I like I said, truly a lot of new stuff. New year, 2019. Um, <laughs> uh, I was talking to my friend recently. Um, I, re I realized that um, there's a lot of like biopic movies coming out, or, like movies like that are real stories. So like uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, Vice, you know, stuff like that. And my friend was texting me, he was saying that he was really angry because they were making stuff up to make the movie more dramatic. So like he didn't know what was real and what was fake. So he's like, yeah, dude, you know what, fuck this. Like I'm only gonna watch documentaries now. You know, like he only wants to watch real stuff. But then he started watching documentaries for a while. I was like, you know what? There's too much human interaction here. I'm just gonna watch 24 hour live stream of Eagle Nest. That's, I'm just gonna go to the movie theater, sit on my phone, and just watch the live stream all day because there's just no human interaction there. So that's kind of what he likes to do. Um, he's creepy, he doesn't have a penis. Um, <laughs> thank you, two minutes, I appreciate it. Uh, any Jews in the crowd? Woo, a little bit, what does that mean? <laughs> I'm curious. Oh, nice, oh, nice. So I bet, I bet people are really nice in your family. I bet they make you feel really good about yourself. Um, no, I love being a Jew. I, I really do. Um, a year ago, I went to a Christmas Eve mass at an Episcopalian church. You know, it's like one of those churches where all they eat is fish. That's a thinker. You know, you really gotta, you gotta think about that one. Um, anyway, and you know, a Jew walking into a, a, a church can be kind of scary, you know, because the only other Jew there is already like nailed to a cross on the wall. It's just kind of spooky. I don't really like it. Um, but so, yeah, I guess, I guess I'm a Jew, if you say so. Um, <laughs> I'm going to try character. I've never done characters before. Uh, this character right here is someone that I met. He's the bartender who doesn't know how to make any drinks. <laughs> so so you, you go into the bar, you're like, hey, man, what's up? Hey, I'm Bobby. Welcome to the bar, man. Every night is ladies' night when your mom left you when you were seven years old. All right, welcome to the bar. What can I get you? I'm like, yeah, dude, can I just like get like a mojito or something? He's like, hey, I'm not going to give you a mojito. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to mix some rubbing alcohol with a couple of lemons and some grass from the soccer field. Hit you like a freight train. <laughs> and then and then I'm like, okay, dude, this is like fucked up. Like, have you been to mixology school? He's like, yeah, 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 dude. I went to mixology school online, DeVry University. They take the classroom to your living room. And I'm like, bro, this is super weird. Can you just get me a beer? Like, what, what do you want? You want, yeah, just like a normal beer. He's like, okay, you want that in a cup or a cone? <laughs> hey, yo, thank you so much. My name is Robin Fearberg. Give it up right now. Is Regina Fletcher here? Make some noise for Jacob Allen! Oh, thanks, Merlin. <laughs> All right. Um, 
God. Okay, I was I was watching some advertisements the other day. Um, <laughs> you guys. So it, you, there's this one there's this one ad that I'm seeing a lot lately. It's blackpeoplemeet.com. Anybody? Yeah. So I was I, when I first saw that ad, I was. I was so excited um, because, uh, well, it was a it was a mixed bag of emotions, really. Because I, well, at first I was like, "Wow, finally something to satisfy my craving for f- human flesh." But the part that fucked me up, the part that fucked me up, the part that fucked me up is this: Look, look, they should be farming equally from all the different minorities. It's fucked. I mean, I have a passion for civil rights. Like on the one, it was crazy. It was so difficult for me because I was like, I wanted human flesh so bad, but also I felt this yearning to be like, like I'm a social. Ju- I mean, I really care about about social. Uh, 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 justice. So it was, it was a difficult uh, scenario for me. Um, yeah. It also, they just describe like, but it is. It, it was. I visited the site, and wow, like it is such a good. Well, it's the best butcher I've been to. Like seriously, like they'll describe to you the the people you're gonna eat in just this perfect detail. Like oh my god, like oh, even down to the personality. It's wow so it was, it was tough but i but i um i incognito windowed so we're good um nobody's gonna find out um i uh i've sort of i on the drive up here i visited uh, my half brother and it's it's a different half brother situation than i think most people are used to um my dad was asked by this lesbian couple to just give give some of his egg um <laughs> Sperm, I guess, but I don't like to talk about it. And and but I, uh, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. This is you know cheaper than therapy, I've I've heard. Um, and so basically the uh, the the thing is he agrees obviously very fast. Thanks. Uh, he agrees very fast that he will um, give his sperm to these women. Um, and I and he's a he's a he's a, he's a man that lives by his schedule. So I I have to imagine at some point in the game there was just on his Google calendar like take Jake to baseball practice. Alex, like whatever, like piano lesson, pick up Alex from school, pick up Nick from school, and then just masturbate into a Petri dish, chuck it in the fridge, and take it to Ellie and Mickey's house. Ellie and Mickey? Wow, such weird names, right? Anyway, you could have picked two better names, but that's their actual names. Look them up. San Rafael. Um, San Rafael, no, they moved just recently to Fairfax. So, Anyway, um, uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, I worked for the Hillary campaign for four months. That was a good time. Um, didn't end so well, but fuck it. And um, <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and uh, basically, I I was um, I was hoping she would win, and I was hoping that I could get hired into the White House because I've always had this fantasy that I could be her Monica. Um, just fuck. I mean, can you imagine? It would be so good. I'd probably get a Wikipedia page and. Wow, she could just take me into that Oval Office anytime she wanted to. <laughs> anyway, that didn't happen, so that's too bad. Um, have you guys ever seen those bumper stickers, Giant Meteor 20, uh, 2016? Still still on quite a few Priuses. If you just, it's 100% Priuses. Good bumper sticker. I, uh, I approve. Yeah, fuck. Um, oh, we're, okay. Thank you very much. I'm Jacob Allen. <laughs> Regina, Russian. Make some noise for Regina Fletcher. I love all these introductions and um, inquiries into my ethnic and religious background. Um, yeah, so I, um, gosh, with everybody kind of airing their grievances, I, I just want to tell you guys, like, I'm, um, I'm actually a, a survivor of various uh, foodborne illnesses. Um, I know a lot of people this Thanksgiving were worried about um, romaine lettuce. 
obviously I survived that one, vegetarian. And um, yeah, I also, uh, because of vegetarianism, I, I survived uh, Jalua, you guys know? I'm sorry, I guess I should have looked at the crowd better. You guys probably better understand Northern Vietnamese accent, Ja Lua. Oh. Yeah, thank you. Okay, cool, cool, cultured crowd. Um, so I, I know a lot of people are here looking at me, kind of wondering, um, I, I see your, your ethno-dietary stereotyping. What's a nice vegetarian girl like me getting up here talking about Vietnamese sausage? Well, I'll have you know, I am an expert in the topic. I'm married to a Vietnamese man, um, but he disagrees on whether or not Jiao Lua is a Vietnamese sausage. Um, you know, our in-laws were, were texting us in very lengthy text messages about this Jiao Lua recall, which apparently no one else heard about. And, um, you know, I'm like, it, it, it's obviously a sausage. Like, I've seen it at your, your family's meals before. And he's like, and I quote, Jiao Lua is not a sausage, it is rolled meat. I'm like, okay, um, I don't know, that sounds a lot like a sausage. He's like, it's too thick to be a sausage. I'm like, nope, nope, that is not a qualification for not being a sausage. Um, so, so we took it to the ultimate source of authority, um, facilitated by our best model for asking people for money, unapologetically, Jimmy Wales's Wikipedia. And I looked it up, and it said, drum roll please, Jalu is a very popular Vietnamese sausage. I know, I know. Um, you guys knew that, because you're all cultured and stuff with your North Vietnamese accents. Um, yeah, but then he still didn't agree with me. He's like, I know you. You knew I was gonna ask to look at the Wikipedia page. You edited that page yourself. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is how radicalization starts. When you don't even believe digital sources of authority, you think that I edited the Wikipedia page on Ja Lua? No, no, no. Um, I mean, this is, this is truly how people get radicalized, when we stop agreeing on fundamental shared truths. Like, you, do you guys know that YouTube is one of the fastest ways for people to get radicalized? Anyone here radicalized by YouTube? I mean, yes. Well, how are you radicalized? Alex Jones. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Alex Jones is a prime example. <laughs> yes. So what what kind of things what kind of things show up on your YouTube recommended videos? <laughs> wow, this is amazing. Okay, I need to start following Alex Jones apparently. Um, this is better than my hashtag gay for pay uh, Instagram. <laughs> tag which which got a bunch of porn stars to start following me but um anyway so, <laughs> I love hashtags and Instagram um I got invited to join the Illuminati through my Instagram actually it was like a high achieving moment so anyway I um yeah I I also have gotten radicalized by YouTube I mean I get suggestions coming up in my feed like you know no so cut t-shirts yeah I know how to make these. You like fold them and, and you cut the vents so it like fits you really nicely. And um, you know, people ask me like, do you personally feel the effects of global warming? I'm like, not in my no-so-cut t-shirt. Fight the power. Um, so I'm gonna end on that radical note because my ability to calculate two minutes is moderately compromised. Thank you, you guys have been great. Woo!
Oh my goodness. Um, your next comic is very successful at something, I assume. Aditya Shankar! Thank you. Happy New Year, everyone. Anyone, uh, anyone still have any resolutions left that they've uh, kept up four days in? Anyone? I didn't think so. Yeah. Um, I'll just address the elephant in the room right away. I know what you're thinking. Like, this guy looks lactose intolerant, right? Like, I just know. I give off that vibe, I guess, right? Like, a cheesecake could just destroy me, right? No. Uh, I am lactose intolerant, but I love milk, right? So when I eat a bowl of ice cream, I feel like one of those brown guys you see at a Trump rally, right? Like, this isn't medically safe for either of us, right? Uh, <laughs> right? Like, I can't digest dairy. They can't digest reality, right? It's just like two peas in a, two peas in a pod, really, right? People are telling us, you know you're going to pay for this later, right? And we're both like, don't worry. Mexico's going to pay for it. <laughs> Uh, no, but due to my lactile uh, dysfunction, I, I carry around those like lactose pills, right? Because when the time is right, you can be ready, right? Uh. <laughs> uh, every, you all know uh, Michelangelo's statue, the David, right? You ever realize that's just a 16th century dick pic, right? Like thousands of people visit Florence every year just to see an unsolicited sexual advance, right? Just Renaissance era harassment, right? Like, I know they claim it's like the biblical hero, David, right? But I feel like that became the story after HR got involved, right? Yeah. I imagine like David's going to Michelangelo, right? He's like, so there's this girl Esther at the office, right? She wants nothing to do with me, but I feel like if we sent her a fully nude statue of myself, she'd change her mind, right? <laughs> Hashtag me, I, I, right? <laughs> uh, I was reading the news the other day because uh, up to that point, my day had been just going too well. I really needed to come down a couple pegs. Uh, and I read something about, there's like this study abroad program that they have between North and South Korea, right? And I'm like, who in South Korea is signing up for this thing, right? You know? Like, I imagine it's not any of like the, the valedictorians aren't signing up for this thing, right? It's like, you know, I just want to taste of bloodthirsty autocracy, right? Like, just a taste, right? Uh, and so like normally when people come back from studying abroad, I kind of get annoyed when they talk, right? I kind of get annoyed when they talk about like how life-changing their experience was, right? But if you're that kid that went from North Korea to South Korea and then back, you are allowed to never shut up about that experience, right? And he's telling his friends like, you know, South Korea, man, it was just so liberating, you know? Like you just, you just wouldn't understand, right? And the food, oh my God, like, you know in their culture, they eat every day, right? <laughs> uh, everyone, uh, anyone here go to elementary school? Yeah. yeah? Wow, quite a few, all right. Yeah, I did as well. And uh, you all remember like culture day, where you kind of dress up in your like, dress up and like present about your heritage and stuff like that? No, it was that day you got to skip fifth period. Remember that one? Uh, that one, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and like I grew up in like um, a small place in New England called Massachusetts, right? And it was kind of weird in my fourth grade class, right? Like I was the most like quote unquote diverse kid, right? Um, and nothing says we embrace diversity like having the one brown kid dress up in ethnic garb and then staring at him all day, right? 
Um, like the kid from Wisconsin is wearing a che like literal cheese on his head, but I'm the weird one, right? Like my culture is the weird one. Right? Uh, but in fifth grade, it was uh, it was a lot better in fifth grade, right? Because we had uh, a kid in our class from Ohio, right? And I was like, finally, a foreign student. You know, <laughs> it was great. All right, I think I'll wrap it up there, guys. That's kind of all I wanted to try. <laughs> That is that shit. Uh, is Michael Taylor here? Yeah. Make some noise for Marcus Howard. All right, what's up, guys? How's it going? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so a bunch of people were talking about Uber earlier. Um, I think Uber's interesting because it's like one of the few like experiences where you pay to be somebody's hostage for like a short amount of time. You know, like I'm not talking about like kidnapping kind of hostage. I'm talking more like a conversational hostage. Like has this ever happened to you, you before? You get in your uh, Uber and you're just trapped in like conversational Auschwitz for like the next 30 minutes. Uh, that happened to me the other day. I got in my Uber and uh, my Uber driver like immediately after I said what's up, like started telling me all about his conspiracy theories and his alt-right belief system. And I was just like, dude, I just wanted to go to the gym, not think about like if the US should pull out of Syria or not. Like now I'm in my my soul cycle class and like my calves are burning, but you know, so is the Middle East. Um, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, like most of my Uber drivers, they're immigrants and I feel for them too because like, you know, it's like this guy who used to be like a part of the space program back in his home country is now driving around a bunch of drunk 20 somethings who are trying to fuck in the backseat of his car. <clears throat> And it's like, you know, fucking Fahoud has to let it happen because he needs that five star, you know. Um, but, yeah, I kind of feel like immigrants who come to the United States uh, feel a lot feel like see the United States the same way that we see uh, like L.A., you know, like we feel like we're going to go out there and make it. But then like a year later, we're curled up in a ball after being fucked. And we're just like, this wasn't supposed to happen like this. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm not really much of a fan of Instagram and, you know, like social media and everything. I feel like it's kind of gotten out of control. Like, I feel like it's a lot like Donald Trump, you know, like we had a chance to stop it back in the past, but now it's way too powerful. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Instagram. Instagram is one that's interesting to me because for me, Instagram is just millions and millions of pictures of people standing in front of shit more interesting than them. And <laughs> or like Facebook, I really like Facebook. Uh, my favorite thing on Facebook is the uh, hater posters. We've all seen this before, right? It's usually the person who's like, you know, I'm out here grinding, I'm doing my thing, but these haters wanna f you know, talk all this shit, fuck these haters. And my response to that is always like, dude, you don't have haters, you're just schizophrenic and really need help. <laughs> um, Snapchat is another one. Uh, I'm not a fan of Snapchat because of that puppy dog filter. We've all seen this. You know, the girl who posts like the puppy dog filter every day when she's bored and just looking for attention. Um, but I'm really just mad about the whole Snapchat thing because of the fact that like I got catfished thanks to that puppy dog filter one time. Uh, I was on Tinder and I was swiping and ended up matching with this girl and she was sexy as fuck. Like titties like pow, ass on some Bruce Lee, like Wing Chun shit. And like every picture of hers had that damn puppy dog filter. And so I was a little bit skeptical but I decided to roll the dice on it. And so we met up, she still was looking sexy but her fucking grill was jacked you guys. Like I'm talking about, it looked like she spent her whole life like sucking dick and playing pro hockey. Um, but yeah. Uh, all right, I'm going to leave on one more. Uh, oh, um, so yeah, the mind of a comedian works a little bit differently than like the normal person, you know. Uh, and I found this out the hard way over uh, the Christmas break. 
I was hanging out with my mom and uh, she was telling me this really like horrific story about a family friend who got into this car accident, right? Somebody T-boned the car, the car ended up flipping over, the guy ended up going to the hospital and when he woke up he was completely paralyzed and I started laughing, like it was bad. It was to the point where I had to like cover my mouth a little bit and the reason I was laughing so much was because all I could think in that moment in my mind was how ironic it was that this dude got T-boned and instead of turning into a steak, he became a vegetable. All right, you know, that's been my time. Thank you guys. I just want to say thank you for reminding everyone that Uber's official policy is get it in, Michael Taylor. Uh, how's it going tonight, you guys? Good to be here. So this has turned into a, a surprisingly not tense evening. I'm very impressed uh, that we rose above it. Uh, I get depressed sometimes, get a little down about myself, you know? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, sometimes I get so down, you know, I start to wonder, you know, like if I died, would anyone really care, you know? My friends even know I was dead. You know, kind of dark thoughts like that. But uh, the other day I realized, of course they would realize I was dead because then they would have to pay for Netflix. That's very inconvenient. Uh, I went down to Georgia recently to uh, see a friend of mine from high school. And she is a relatively new mother. She has a one-year-old. Uh, the one-year-old is still uh, breastfeeding. Uh, he also eats fruit, but he's not super into the fruit. He's much more into the breastfeeding. Like, she would give him, like, a blueberry. He would roll it around in his mouth and then spit it out and then just kind of, you know, start tugging behind him on the shirt. And I swear to God, the second or third time that he's doing that, he gives me this, like, alpha look because he goes, like, Like, yeah, your chick do this for you? I doubt it, you know? <laughs> I was like, I felt emasculated by this child because no, she does not do that for me. Uh, I am a kindergarten teacher. Uh, I have a master's in teaching, uh, which is pretty cool because it means that I've mastered something that I'm not good at. Um, but I do enjoy it a lot. I like how enthusiastic kids can be about stuff. Uh, like, for instance, we have to go over the calendar every day. Uh, pretty boring to me at this point, you know. Today is Tuesday, December 3rd. Uh, but one day, we started making it a job that the kids do, and one of the kids was up there. He was doing the same thing. Uh, today is... Wednesday, December 5th, and I was sitting next to a guy on the carpet, a uh, five-year-old guy, you know? You know what they're like. And his eyes are just like, <gasps> and I was like, what? And he goes, that guy is so good at that. <laughs> like, that's his stand-up, you know? He's like, that, that is so what day it is today. <laughs> that's the most today I ever saw it. Um, and... They get excited even when they're totally wrong about things. Like, I have to give them the test uh, for uh, the letters, see if they know what letters are which. Uh, and some kids, A, B, C, D, totally calm. Other kids, A, B, skip, 
see, skip, skip, skip. I didn't even know skip was a choice, but she was fucking psyched to be saying skip. She was just like, don't care about that letter. Moving on. No, not into that one either. I had another kid. Uh, he was looking at it and he goes, A, seven, circle, rainbow, smiley face, ST math. ST math is a math game that we play on the computer. He wasn't even like in the area of like shapes or colors anymore. He's talking about software. But every time he answered, he goes, seven? Rainbow? Like more sure of himself than he was the last time. And I have to correct him, but in a lot of ways, I don't want to do that because I know what I'm doing and I still hate myself half the time, you know? But not tonight. It's going great. Uh... I'm going to say I had one kid who was very not enthusiastic. Uh, it's hard to compete for some of them because some of them are into, you know, the Jason and the Freddy and, and all the violence and such. Uh, I had a kid. We had to do the ABC rock at uh, an assembly. And we were up there going ABC, ABC. And he's just like everyone's doing it. He's just sitting there stone-faced, and I'm on the side, you know, like an angry basketball dad going like, D-E-F-G, and you're nothing. And I come up to him afterwards, and I go, hey, man, you know, I know it's kind of annoying, but it doesn't seem like that much to ask that you just do the stupid ABC rock. And he goes, yeah, well, I'm just not a big fan of the alphabet. And at that point, I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to get you in trouble right now because you're going to have to deal with it your whole life. So <laughs> sorry about that. All right. Thank you very much for your time, guys. Thank you. You seem hella Canadian. All right. That's wonderful. I guess it's just the teacher thing. Um, your next comic's grievances with me include how much money he lends me and that I don't share gas money on road trips. Hunter, thousand yard stare. Woo! I'll deal with that later. <sighs> Give it up for your host, everybody. Thanks for sticking around. This has been fucking amazing. This is a white hot mic. As the Lord said unto Abraham in the Bible, we are killing it tonight, motherfuckers. Yeah, not a big Bible fan. That's cool. I get it. Uh, I'm going to address uh, one thing right off the bat. I understand. Like, too conventionally good looking to be funny. I get that. But we're going to try to break through that glass ceiling. Quick question. Does anybody have any drugs? I'll be more specific. Does anybody have any Schedule Two controlled substances? All right, good, no, all right. Me, neither. So my name is Hunter. Uh, it's good to meet y'all. Uh, I'm from the South, like you. Where are you from? Georgia. Georgia, I'm from Louisiana. Yeah, man. Uh, growing up in Louisiana, that what that meant to me is like up until about the age of 11 years old, I didn't know that there was a T in my name. Yeah, he gets that. Y'all are a little confused. I can demonstrate for you. Hey, Hunter. Or like, Hunter, come on, boy. Let's get down on the truck. Let's go down the table. Let's crawfish, boy. Let's go shake a leg. It's all going to be God. Does that even sound like language to y'all or just cognitive dissonance? Uh, why don't you have an accent? Your guess is as good as 
I don't have an accent, sir. I will not guess. I do not have an accent because my mother's a speech pathologist. So I can code switch, which is not something that white people are supposed to know about, but I can code switch. Uh, also, she was a uh, hippie, so I dodged the childhood obesity. So I'm two for two. So anybody own an iPhone? Make some noise if you own an iPhone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, does any this ever happen to any of y'all? Um, I text on uh, OMW, and it autocorrects to on my way exclamation point. Yeah, yeah, why is my phone trying to make me sound like a thirsty bitch? Because, you know, like, OMW, no punctuation, that has some dignity to it. It's like, I'm going to be there, but you don't own me, you know? The other one's like, on my way, exclamation point, I'll be there with bells on and a bushy tail because I don't have shit else to do. I don't need any help sounding like a thirsty bitch. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, speaking of phones and stuff like that, I've been trying to design some of these dating apps. I'm not a developer. I'm just trying to get rich so I don't have to work anymore. Um, I've designed a few dating apps. I'm trying to like, you know, test the waters. I made one called Gringer. That's a uh, Tinder for gingers. The slogan's going to be, because no one else will fuck you. Sorry, that's mean. Uh, another one, has anybody ever heard of doomsday preppers? You know what a doomsday prepper is? They're like people who like live in the Pacific Northwest and prepare for, prepare for the apocalypse like it's nigh. Yeah, I made a dating app for them. It's called Bunker. Yeah, Bunker, I hardly know her, you know, something like that. Uh, another one, um, it's uh, for people like us who are from the South, Georgia, Mississippi, Alabama, Arkansas. It's called Ancestry.com. Yeah, now we're cooking. All right, 2019, new jokes, new jokes. I'll tell some new jokes. Oh my God. Um, they say uh, that when guys are walking through life, you know, they always think about like sex every five seconds. Has anybody ever heard this aphorism? I know it's not true, but like that's what people say, right? It's like every five seconds, like men think about sex. I don't think that includes like all the demographics of male because whenever I'm walking around, like my five second thought is, why did I walk down here? Like, where am I going? Why did I come here? Why did I come here? Remember, 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 fuck, fuck, fuck. Really? Nobody, just me? I smoke a lot of weed though. I would say I smoke weed at a competitive level. Like if there was an Olympic category for weed smoking, I would definitely forget to qualify for that shit. Uh, so I had the perfect human interaction recently. Uh, I walked into a bathroom uh, to do coke, like you do. And when I was walking into the bathroom, I turned a corner. And as I turned the corner, I was immediately confronted by two guys just standing there. And as I was turning the corner, one of them was taking a giant rip of coke, just like a giant line of coke right off of like a giant like five-inch blade. And I was just like, they weren't surprised to see me. I wasn't surprised to see them. Nobody was upset. And I was just like, hey, guys, how's it going? And then, like, I pulled out my little, like, vial. And, like, we had a great time. Um, let's see. Has anybody ever... I feel like this is a pretty um, relatable experience. Have you ever been having dinner with some friends and one of them's really high on LSD and nobody... He doesn't want anybody to know, but everybody already knows and it's super awkward? Yeah, yeah. We've all had that experience before. Like I was in some dinner with some friends. One of them was just like staring at the menu furtively like he was psyching himself up to murder it, you know? And then like as soon as the waiter came, we all ordered food and he was just like... <sighs> I'll just have a tea and so he gets his tea and he doesn't drink it he's just like holding it the entire time and as soon as the food arrives he is 
furious. He's like, there's food now? He left. Just like, <laughs> uh, like I'd never seen him more angry. He just threw $15 down, dollars down on the table for his tea and just got the fuck out of there. And I was like, hey, man, come back. He forgot to tip. Um, what's that? I talk about George in front of his face all the time. I told George that story first. So um, the, Democrat, the Democrats control the House now. It's a new year. Does anybody realize that? The Democrats control the House? They gave Nancy Pelosi a gavel. I understand that's just symbolic, but that's kind of on the nose. Like a gavel for his nuts? Really? Okay. Uh, what? <laughs> The LA Times uh, ran a uh, headline, I think it was December 1st, worst year of Trump's life. And I don't really like that headline because that implies that all the future years are gonna be better than this. It's like, this is the worst year of Trump's life until he became a dictator. Then the rest of his life was fucking amazing. So it should be worst year of his life so far. All right, true but not funny, I got it. Okay, good, I'm gonna keep it then. I committed one of the classic blunders of history. You know the classic blunders of history? Never get into a land war in Asia. Never go to the grocery store on cocaine. Yeah, you know, like I was super efficient, but I only bought cigarettes. Speaking of cigarettes, I've tried to be more healthy, trying to cut cigarettes out of my diet. I hear that they like increase your chance of getting lung cancer by like 20% or something like that. So I just cut mine in half. Yeah, because I can live with those odds, right? Yeah, plus I can save the other half for spliffs. That's just good economics. So I got married uh, pretty recently, like three months ago, something like that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. That's heartwarming. All right, it's over. I'm out. All right. You guys have been uh, lovely. Give it up for your host. Give it up for Pam Benjamin, our overlord and master. I love you. Bye. We got one more? No, we're done. Fuck y'all. say goodbye we'll say thanks Warhol Kaufman for hosting thank you so much uh, Capital Pilcro for wanting the ones and twos we gotta shut it down because we have to set up for our next show showing up in less than 10 minutes at 8 o'clock it's Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio hey everybody keep listening thanks again for listening to this show keep it tuned to Mutiny Radio Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket, March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. 
counteroffer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counteroffer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counteroffer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Welcome, Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5, Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, punk rock and schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Bender's is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Bender's Bar and Grill. Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips. Don't know anything about it. Sorry. All so, on my limited view. Yes. Every Tuesday from 12 to 2. Uh, oh, you can if you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah. And Google Play. And Stitcher. iTunes. Oh, you already said that. TuneIn Radio. Uh, Stitcher, you said that. Spotify. Oh, my God. There's just so many. And Overcast. Um, yes, you can also find us on social media, M as in Mary, L as in Larry, P as in Peter, podcast, MOV podcast is our handle. Until next time, I hope you're enjoying your view. Yes. Bye. Bye. That kind of sucked balls.
Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Radio listener, it's that time of year again. March 1st through 5th, it's time for the 4th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Over 40 comics, 25 shows, 5 days, all here at Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street. 25 shows, 5 days, amazing comics from all over the United States here in San Francisco to entertain you with 25 differently themed shows hosted by...
turn my microphone on so I can shame you. Jonathan, light a match. <laughs> it wasn't Jonathan. That's David, light a match. Don't you know the match? We have a bat. There's a bowl full of matches. Look at this. Look, there's a bowl. There's a bowl full of matches from flat black plastic. No, can somebody? Somebody light the match. I love you. I. But we before we start the show, we have to say we love. We love our board op 